Hey, Amanda, guess what? What's that? Grant writing really isn't all about writing. Well, now you tell me. I thought all I had to do was sit in my corner cubicle, churn out a few pages of narrative, and then just call it a day. Seriously, though, 80% of grant development is about bringing thoughts and ideas together, oftentimes from your colleagues who would never consider themselves part of the grant team. This means grant pros are often facilitators who must be willing to have difficult conversations long before the grant writing has even begun. And that is something I had to learn the hard way. Me too. Sometimes when you're faced with this situation, it helps to get another perspective. D.H. Leonard Consulting's Grant Writer in Your Pocket service is for when you need a grant professional's opinion. No contract needed, and the conversation with them can be as long as you need to address your questions. Learn more at dhleonardconsulting.com. Well, hello there. I am Kimberly Hayes-Amuga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to Season 4 of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. Woo-hoo. We're doing more in Season 4 to help nonprofits, local governments, and the consultants who serve them raise more money and get more grants by sharing real-world experiences and interviews with experts in getting the job done. You may hear a y'all or two along the way. Mm-hmm. There's more of us to love in Season 4 because we got episodes dropping every other week all year long. Let's get into it. This podcast is brought to you by Season 4 sponsor D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Don't let grants stress you out. Their team can help you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com? Check it out today. So before we jump into today's topic, I just wanted to make y'all aware of something real quick. Um, AFP, which is the Association of Fundraising Professionals, um, they celebrate Ethics Awareness Month in October. So all month long, we get to celebrate ethics in fundraising, in grant writing, in grant management, all of that good stuff. And so I just wanted to let you know that that is such an important part of the profession we're in. Um, And if you're looking for resources, um, AFP has got them for you. So if you want to mosey on over to the website, afpglobal.org backslash ethics month. And you will find there's videos, there's interviews, there's articles, um, there's even social media graphics talking about signing AFP's ethics code. And um, so just something I suggest that you check out if you've never considered the ethical quandaries of our field. Uh, It's something we need to think about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just laughing, Amanda, because it's almost like, too, if you're thinking about if something is right or wrong, chances are it it might be wrong. (laughs) But but having resources is always super important to um, guide you along the way. Absolutely. And also a special shout out. We're actually recording outside today. I'm at um, Casa Day. And um, Amanda's writer's 
retirement. Oh, retreats. yes. They're yeah. working on the grant, old grant writers retirement facility, which I will be investigating probably sooner rather than later. And um, we're sitting outside. So shout out to the drain pipe. Yes. Um, but it's a beautiful wooded area. And I'm blessed and privileged to be here. So just if you hear some nature noises, just let it relax you. Yes. It'll be like our own very own personal, was it SMR? Oh, ASMR to be like, yes. today we're outside. <laughs> listen to the drain pipe. Oh, listen to the drain pipe. <laughs> it's going to be a whole new, it's going to be a whole new way for us. But before we become ASMR uh, gurus, yes. I'd like us to talk a little bit about professional conferences. And I know there are a lot of them. I know they're all sorts of ways you can learn and network, no matter who you are, but you can also... Um, drive how you handle these online or in-person gatherings. So we wanted to break it down for you today in two separate ways. Um, big surprise, you may not know this. And Oh, and by the way, if you're a new listener, this might be a surprise. But if you've been with us for a while, you know how Amanda and I shake out on the vert scale. Yes. So I'm an introvert and Amanda is an extrovert. <laughs> but be, what both of us want to get the most out of our conference experiences, right? Yes. Whether it's online or in person. So we're going to explore that because I feel like our listeners fall into one of those categories. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, I think everybody wants to get the most out of their conference. And this was definitely on Kimberly and my brain lately. We are gearing up in a couple of weeks um, to go to the Grant Professionals Association Conference. Last year, like everything, it was 100% virtual. This year, it's going to be a hybrid event. We're donning our masks and braving an airplane ride um, to go support and be there in person. We both sit on the board, so we've got a board meeting. And um, so we're going to do that. But we've just been talking a lot about what we like and what we don't like and what works and how we can make the most of it. And we thought, hey, we should probably I think there's a podcast episode. with you, right? So, yes, Kimberly and I definitely, our approach is going to be probably like night and day. Although, oh, yeah. looking at this, looking at I, our there, thoughts, there's, there's some, some overlap. There yeah. may be a subject that we just approach in different ways. Exactly. I feel like that's how it's going to play you go. out. You say potato, I say potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I must tell you, though, <laughs> how I learned of Kimberly's introvert tendencies, and we may have talked about this before, um, we both go to this conference most every year. I mean, since... Uh, it, it's, ugh, it's, 2000 and per. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so I'm the one who's always like, Georgia chapter, while we're there, let's all go out to <laughs> dinner and I'd find a restaurant and I'm like trying to get everybody to come. Multiple all, times. All the people. Every and, night. <laughs> not every night, just one night of the month. Y'all can't the, see my side <laughs> eye. Y'all can't see well, my side eye. I, I did like a formal, I tried to get a formal one going, but oh yeah, I was going somewhere every night. And sure. I'm one of these people that like, the more the merrier. Um, if you're my friend and I happen to run across you, I'm probably going to invite you to come to dinner with whoever else I've already asked that day because that's just how I roll. And Kim really was always like, oh, I'm not feeling really good or I got a grant due or like all these things to the point where I was like, yeah, she hates me. <laughs> not true. Not true. Um, but yeah, so... I think that was just, Kimberly was too nice to be like, oh my gosh, Amanda, I've seen you twice today. I've had enough but in fairness, of all the things. It wasn't you. Oh, no. And it I was, that. It was everybody. Everything. Yes. It wasn't, you know, it, it just, we can get into this a little bit later, but it was me feeling bad because I couldn't get up to go every single night. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? But if I tell people, I just don't have it. 
they're going to think I'm weird and they won't want to yeah. connect with me. But the moral of the story is tell the people, because as soon as she told me that, I was like, oh, I get it. Totally fine. Because otherwise I'm thinking, she doesn't like See? me. She's probably wishing Amanda would stop talking And I'm thinking she's not going to like me if I tell her, girl, I just got <laughs> to be by myself in the cone of silence. Do not disturb. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, so. so that's, yes, communicate. It's all, it's all, it's the answer to most of the world's problems. It really is. It really is. And um, so I'm so glad we overcame our little communication barrier because look at us now sitting on this porch podcasting like we mean it um i will say that during the pandemic it's been a little easier first of all i'm privileged and blessed to be able to work from home i know a lot of people could not do that yes so it wasn't a big hardship for me because i dig being at home doing my thing so um but i will say too there are certain things that are certainly more difficult about being at home or in an office online all the time. And I just wanted to offer up some quick tips to get us started when we're thinking about, as an introvert, what are some things that you might want to think about so that you can get the most out of your um, online conference experience or really your online meeting experience, your online client interaction? Well, even, I mean, it's not just conferences. It's workshops. Exactly. It's trainings. It's, it's... You could be presenting. You could be yes. speaking. It's, it's, it's also a quick side note. Yes, I'm an introvert. But I'm not shy. We come in many different flavors, <laughs> much like gelato. So um, anyway, just putting that out there. So that's not something that I have to overcome, but I know it can be a problem for a lot of people. But anyway, putting that out there. Um, the first thing that I needed to learn back in 2020 when it was obvious that everything was online all the time was to just get over myself and get some good lighting. I just yeah. just get and get used to seeing my face on screen and understanding how to manipulate light and what works, what things work. And it sounds very shallow, but if you're already not feeling like I'm going to mix and mingle and interact and you see yourself, it's like, I look like an albino crypt keeper. It just oh. wasn't happening. Yeah. It wasn't happening. And, 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 you know, I'm sure we're going to get bad comments from albino crypt keepers. And for that, I am sorry, <laughs> but um, I just, it's just, Getting uh, getting some advice. There were some videos that I saw about about lighting and how to and angles and um, ways to rest your eyes because if you're staring at a screen, I'm looking at Amanda's mm-hmm. face right now. But if I was looking at her face for four hours straight in a tiny square on my screen, there's just all kinds of things that you can do to get comfortable because you are going to see your face. So yeah, and so is everybody else. So is everybody else. So let's just what are some things you can do to put your best face forward, um, yeah. but also to just feel more comfortable with the process. Cause that yeah. really helped me was understanding lighting. Um, oddly, I think I started wearing more makeup than I ever have before. Cause I'm like, wow, I'm really white. <laughs> like I'm real white. Cause I don't, I don't get out in the sun. I prefer to work out early in the morning or in the evening. And so it was like, okay, so what are some colors that'll look good? What are some things that can, um, what are some background colors? I have a screen. I have a, a ring light that someone recommended. And it sounds kind of vain, but it actually really helps me relax and know, okay, I'm looking professional. I'm feeling like I'm, um, you know, engaging. Um, and I, yeah, I don't look like, I mean, it is near Halloween. I'm like, I'm not having like a night of the undead moment. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, when I'm working from home, I rarely like full out makeup 
stuff. But when I know I'm going to be on the screen, especially okay. when I'm presenting, oh yeah, I've got full face lipstick. Usually it's nice and bright, bright, bright colors, fancy hair, fun, fun jewelry. Because I mean, the reality is people see you from about the neck up. Oh yeah, you know. So I'm I'm going to make sure it's as pretty as it can be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You've just got the limited space, and um, if you. Do not wear makeup. Um, I don't want to do that. If you are a, a man or just someone who's like, hey, it's not for me, then there's that's, there, fine, too. that's fine too. There's bright colors. You want to moisturize a little bit. Still the nice lighting. Yes. You can still have some nice, soft lighting so that you're not backlit from behind like you're an informant on a crime show, yes. you know. And you're talking like this. You know, it's... it's um. They're just things you can do, and while it sounds really trivial, it can just give you that boost to make you feel more comfortable about your online interactions. Whether you are uh, presenting or part of a panel, or whether you are um, participating, but you're little, you know, you're having your Brady Bunch moment mm -hmm. up on the screen. Um, oh, yeah. Something else that's really helpful for me in uh, an online conference situation is using the chat and using Q and A. And it sounds really basic, but if you're like, oh, I don't want to jump in or I don't know what I'm going to say, I bet you let your little fingers do the talking and get in chat, get in the little chat box and, and um, you know, you can just say hello from Atlanta, which I did not on a professional conference per se, but it was like a writer's workshop yeah. that I was on. And it was just like, oh, God, what am I going to say? I'm like, hello from Atlanta. And everybody says hello. Yes. And then you're OK and, everybody, and you're moving on. It's just little, little things. Um, and also Q&A to ask your questions if you're like, oh, I'm sitting here with my nice lighting, feeling well accessorized, but what if I say something wrong and everybody sees me? It's like, okay, put your question in the Q&A. Yeah. And somebody will probably get to it. Mm -hmm. So, um, And as a, the person leading it really appreciates the questions because yes. there's, there's nothing more almost sad, like you go through and you feel like you've taught a lot of things and you should be generating discussion and then you get crickets and it's like peep, peep, it was peep, no one listening so presenters really appreciate no even if it's like hey can you say you mentioned something about this can you say it again because i thought that was helpful whatever it is we appreciate it okay so i'm gonna go off road for just a second this is shocker I know, I know, amanda's like oh here we go again really <laughs> really also, this is a tip. I don't care whether you're an introvert, you're an extrovert, you're an ambivert, you are a Google alert. I don't care. Y'all, think twice before you eat on camera. Oh, gosh, okay? yes. I just, a shout out to just, just Turn you can just off. cut your camera off. You can say grabbing a quick lunch. And yes. I know you're like, gosh, you're really shallow today. Kimberly, maybe I am. But I'm just saying that nobody wants to see that. Yeah. And usually if you're eating, you're like right up on there. It's just... I was, I forget which workshop it was, but I was like, please, please, I just don't need to. Oh, well, and even if you think you're being sly about it, because no. I had, I had a day where it was like video conference after video conference. It was two o'clock. I hadn't eaten lunch yet. I had like three minutes between signing off one and getting on the other. I was starving and I don't function well when I get hangry. You don't, don't want to see her when she's hangry. No, you don't. It's not pretty. Um, 
So, like, I ran to my kitchen. I made a peanut butter and jelly real quick. And so, it's like, you can't see my plate. And so, I'm trying to grab tiny little bites and, like, nonchalantly. And it was it was not, uh, it was a, a, a meeting. And I, I knew everybody on the call, so I thought it wasn't the end of the world. But nobody's going to be paying attention to me anyway. I wasn't leading the discussion. I'm just in the background. And I get a text from one of the guys on the call. He's like, you got enough for everybody? And I was like, oh, busted. Oh, yes. busted. So, Jay Jansen, thanks for that. I was like, dang it. I was, I've been caught. <laughs> he's a, he's observant. So, that, yes. is, that is the other thing, not mm-hmm. to add fuel to your, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on camera fire, which I hope you're used to by now if you are in this kind of work. But it's like, if your camera's on, somebody may be looking at you. Yeah. Even if the speaker's speaking and there are colorful slides up there and all that stuff. So all that to say, you're not invisible. So if you need to take care of some sort of personal hygiene or reapply whatever or do whatever or eat whatever just just camera off camera back on when you're done that's so that's just a tip that i just i just want to share with the world yes yeah (laughs) the other thing i want to share and i I think this is true probably introvert or extrovert and i'm sure amanda will let me know is um to give yourself a break and again i'm speaking of an online conference where it may be several hours or back-to-back meetings like amanda days yeah even if you're not presenting there's and I'm sure there are studies that have come out or will be coming out really soon about that. Uh, people joke about Zoom fatigue, but it actually is a real oh, thing. It is. And it's something you need to get used to. There's some, probably something, some connection, some very smart neuroscientist is studying this anywhere, somewhere about the connection between focusing on someone's face, like I'm doing with Amanda right now for hours, mm-hmm. versus I'm here, I'm looking at Amanda, I'm looking at her pretty porch, there's a painting. There's greenery. And so my eyes are, my gaze is shifting. I'm shifting my body. Um, I don't have to worry that I'm, I'm go- getting out of focus. And so it's more relaxing. So if you do sign up for, you know, an online conference like the Grant Professionals Association or the Association for Fundraising Professionals or the National Grant Management Association where there are days of this, mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself and give yourself a little break. And if you're like, why am I so tired? I just sat here all day. It's like, yeah, but your focus is engaged in a different way. And just build in some break time if you need to. Or turn off your camera, stand up and listen. Whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. And I I mean, I'd say that's true whether you're the one leading the discussion or you're just, like Kimberly says, even if all you're doing is sitting back and absorbing, I do think it is draining. I've... Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, the company I used to train for um, made the switch to online training. And I did about two a month for them. They were two days straight um, of, you know, basic grant writing, grant management training, you know, the sexiest topics on earth. Um, <laughs> hey, and now. So, oh, I, I enjoyed it. But, you know, some people that are there, you know, your your intro class to, you know, the person who's like, hey, we need a grant. You go. And they're like, yeah, They're voluntold. Yes, yeah, I get they you. Are. I get you. Um, and so... It really, you know, the Kimberly says taking a break, which we tried to, I tried to very strategically plan breaks throughout. And I also encourage people, and here's the power too. You're the one who can turn on and off your screen, right? You can mute it, you can step away. And so, you know, sometimes if, if what I've learned too about any conference and trainings is whether it's online or in person, if I am so exhausted or so mentally worried about a deadline or this or that, I'm not getting anything out of being there. Nope. And so at the, at the end of the day, walking away, whether it's for a 10-minute power nap 
or whether it's to take care of the thing that's at the back of your mind that's driving you crazy, you're going to come back refreshed and enjoy that conference even more. So uh, I'm giving you permission to do that. Like, I don't, yes, your company may have paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for you to be here, but if a 10 minute break keeps you better engaged, take the break because just sitting there is not helping you at all. Or I would say build in breaks anyway. Yes. I mean, just yeah. especially in, in the online um, venue where you can, you know, I have a, a manually operated standing desk, so uh -huh. I can stand up, I can sit down, I can walk around. If you don't have to be on camera, you might as well do things that will help keep you fresh and relaxed so that you can get the most out of what you yeah. are learning. So here's this extrovert's virtual <laughs> conference experience. First of all, let me just say that Virtual is not my favorite. Um, and again, I, there may be some extroverts that love it too. Um, for me, it's just hard to sit, stand just for that long without interact, like real human interaction. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you're getting it online, but to me, that's it's not different. what feeds it's my... Different. Yeah. It doesn't feed my joy, I guess. Um, and there's also, it's you can be so easily distracted. You know, for me, doing these at home, you know, I'm like oh, I need to do the laundry and I should probably run the dishwasher before the kids come. And, oh, did I set out, you know, have I set out the meat to thaw for dinner tonight? And, I mean, there's just, it's too easily to be distracted. And I think if you're at work, too, these days, everybody expects everyone to be accessible 100% of the time. Yeah. And so even though you tell your boss or your coworkers, hey, the next three days, I'm not here because I'm at a conference, they don't care. They're still going to pop in and, hey, real quick, can you look at this? Or can you come to this meeting? Or I, I'm trying to call you. Why aren't you answering? Um, so to it's me, true. that's the downside of virtual conferences. It really is hard to step away from all those other things. I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just it's difficult. Um, and so but now I do understand the draw. Right. It's usually much more affordable than an in-person event. Fair. Um, it's definitely more affordable because there's no travel involved. You're not having True. to rent a car or fly on a plane or stay in a hotel and pay for all the food. Um, and so I get the draw. Um, and so I think it is wise from here on out, whether or not, you know, if, if COVID gets cured tomorrow, we can all cross our fingers, right? I think virtual needs to stay a component of oh, yeah. learning from here on out. There's just no excuse to not have it. Um, but for someone like me, if I if I can do it, I'm going to choose the in-person every time. But She's going to be yes. organizing the pub crawls. Uh, you, She's going to be somebody, there. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> but if I, if I am doing an online conference, this is how I work to make the most of it for me. So um, kind of like Kimberly says, engaging in the chat. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I'm that one that is chatting it up. Yes, I'm not. I, I'm the girl that's always <laughs> first in line. <laughs> Check it in from Atlanta. How are y'all doing? I'm like, hey, y'all. And that's it. That's, yes. just, that's, just your, that's just your first shot over the bow. Oh yeah. I'm going to ask questions. I'm and not just of the speaker, but like, you know, I have found and it it can be a lot to keep up with. So it can really be overwhelming, but sometimes you learn just as much in the chat as you do from listening to the speaker True. because you'll have people in the audience that are just as well versed, if maybe not more so than the speaker. It happens. And so you'll see people making like, "Oh, that's a great idea. I also do blah 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 blah." And so I'm always the first one, "Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing." Or I may be putting things mm -hmm. in, you know, if someone says they're from somewhere that I used to live or my best friend lives around that person, like, oh my gosh, I love that place. I, da, 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 da. Okay, because you also lived in a lot of places. I did. So I this is not places. an uncommon occurrence. Yes. I'm just so, saying. But
but but to me that keeps me engaged. I'm not I'm no longer just sitting there listening to someone speak, then getting distracted by all the things around me. That keeps me engaged. And as long as I'm engaged, I'm listening better, I'm learning better. So for Fair. me, that's how it was. Another thing I'll do too, if I figure out like if I saw Kimberly was also in the same online class as me, because I know <laughs> we're at the same conference and she's she said her one, hey y'all. <laughs> I may text her and be like, Hey, that's a good idea. We should consider that for the podcast yep. or we, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm, you know, I only do it to people who I know if they don't want to fool with me, they don't feel bad about <laughs> not texting back. I'm not going to annoy someone to death. I, I do. I do have boundaries. Let's, let's not make sure that I don't. <laughs> but anyway, that Kimberly's just laughing because she's like, yep, that's her. Um, oh, to know you is to love you, my friend. No. And my daughter thinks I'm so boring. She just, honey, it's. It's middle school, you know. Yeah. Um, so another thing I would suggest is to take advantage of all the extras and different features that allow you to interact with different mm-hmm. folks. Um, this can include things. Most conferences will have vendors online, and they usually will have like an hour break here and there. And again, again, if you want to use the hour break to actually take a break. But if you're trying to get more out of it, um, I highly encourage you. Those vendors, you know, I've learned. I mean, yes, they're usually selling a software well, or is their job. a service that is their job. <laughs> they should job. be. But also you'll have other people on there that are asking right, questions. Right. There may be things that you didn't even know existed. Um, they usually know something about the field. Obviously mm-hmm. they're, you know, in that space. Um, and so I always try to go and, you know, just at least pop in and say hi and thank them for coming, if nothing else. And, you know, hearing their spiel real quick. Um, and so that's something I say, take advantage of. Um, and, Two, usually most online platforms allow you to connect with other people. Like Mm -hmm. you can send Mm -hmm. private emails or you can read their bios. And so, because that's for me, that's one of the things I love about in person is you're sitting next to people and you're meeting new people, you know, going, oh my gosh, I didn't know, you know, you write grants for for, for profit businesses. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Tell me more about it. So now if I ever have someone ask about that, I can be like, hey, you know what? I met somebody. So there's ways you can make it as engaging as you want it to be. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I would say, um, especially for me as an extrovert, I just know myself and I've know after the very first one I did, I realized if I've got a three day conference and it's a hundred percent online, there is no way I'm going to be there for three whole days sitting there. I just, I know myself. And so what I try to do is look at the schedule ahead of time and figure out, okay, what are the ones I absolutely mm-hmm. need to go to? Mm-hmm. Either because it's a, a new topic I need to know about, either it's because a speaker that I've heard is really amazing, or whatever the reason. I try to go through and pick those, and I make sure I attend those, and then I just give myself grace on the other ones. I may start, but if it's not, if I'm not feeling it, I just give myself grace to back out and go work on something else or whatever it is I want to do. So that's how I make the most of virtual conferences as an extrovert. As an extra extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> With special sauce on the side. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? There there's some things in common here oh, about yeah, giving like your idea of giving yourself breaks is because you can't you're like, I can't sit still in my ideas. I need to go someplace and do something else because I've been sitting I mean, yeah. but sitting still is still the thing. Yeah. We just approach it differently. Mm-hmm. I will say, when, where do we keynote? We keynoted for South Florida. Did yes. we do that together? I shocked you because I was so, you were talking about getting engaged um, sort of behind the scenes with vendors and other things. And there mm-hmm. was there were private chats and meetings you can set up. 
And I don't know what possessed me that day, but um, actually I do know what it was. You could post links to um, articles and other things on a separate section, like a yes. bulletin board. Uh-huh. And I found that so incredibly exciting. It just thrilled me to my <laughs> introvert core. And so we had talked about several things during our keynote together. And I was like, here's an article about this and that and that. And y'all, it put me on the leaderboard. <laughs> I was like, who are you? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know who I was, but I was on the leaderboard, and I think I got an Amazon gift card because of my position on the leaderboard. <laughs> See, look at that. Uh, but it was posting involved. articles Post- about a topic. Okay. So Which is helpful. Like, yeah, there's something for everyone. There so, is. So um, my favorite part about that conference, their online app, is they, before the conference started, you could post like a icebreaker question. And answer it. And so I, they had sample questions or you'd write your own. And I think I grabbed a sample question that was like, what three people would you want with you during the zombie apocalypse? Right. And this, the other people's answers were hysterical to me. But it's kind of some fun insight into people. So, yeah, there's you can you can work those online conferences. You can work things. it no matter who you are. But mm-hmm. I did appreciate the many different channels that they had developed mm-hmm. for communication. That was extraordinary. So shout out to South Florida Grant Professionals Association chapter, y'all did good. They did. They rocked it. So hybrid conferences, as Amanda mentioned earlier, probably going to be the way to go where there's an on-site component and an online component, certainly in Seattle, which is going to be my first plane flight from Atlanta to Seattle to go to the conference. I am... You can do it. Oh, I'll do it. I'm just not here for anybody's shenanigans on the plane, y'all. If you're (laughs) on my flight, you better... I want you to mask up and shut up. That's that's what you need to do. That should be Delta's new slogan. Mask Mask up and shut up. Or you can... Fly the friendly skies. Listen, or you get yourself down to Enterprise and rent a car, because I am not here for you. So... Here's an introvert's eye view of how I get the most out of my conference experience. I've been going to professional conferences for, gosh, years and years now. And it's just knowing myself and knowing um, how to pace myself and what works for me. Because, yes, I do want to network. I really do. I just network differently than maybe Amanda does. I do want to meet people and I do want to learn. But I know I need to create an environment where I can do that without um, being exhausted or resentful. So... (laughs) Here we go. So um, I plan breaks. I am a planner when it comes to many things in my life, not everything. But I'm, I'm the one, I'll get that conference schedule. Like Amanda said, like, like you said, it's like, I want to go this one, this one, this one, this one. And then there might be, if there's a, a session, um, uh, afternoon session, for example, where I'm like, well, this seems pretty good and this, but I'm not sure, then that might be the time where I'm like, if I have a, I have had enough moment, which as an introvert, it's weird because I can keep going, but then when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. There's no... You've reached that breaking point. There's no, in 30 minutes, you may want to consider a break. It's like, we're done now. But paying attention to it, I'm like, well, let me just build in some time. Maybe that's when I want to go into the vendor hall when there are not a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the time I want to go up to my room or maybe that's the time in Seattle where it's going to be hybrid. I'm like, maybe that's when I go up to my room and dial into a session because right. I'm in my, my cone of silence, which is just such a blessing. Um, so um, I've also had friends of mine who are introverts say that they will go into usually conference centers um they have this may be too much information or maybe it isn't but um 
the women's bathrooms, which is what I can speak of with authority, have the usually they're like spacious a and there's area. a lounge area and there's stalls and it's like that can be a place to chill out, particularly if maybe you're not at the hotel where the conference is taking place. Maybe you it would be a, 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 a walk or an Uber ride or a cab ride. You can go into the lounge area when the sessions are going on and just give yourself a break because mm-hmm. it's usually built up space for that kind of thing. Um, empty meeting rooms. I've done that. I've ducked into empty meeting rooms. I've put on my headphones and tried to look busy. Um and usually that also works, yeah. Especially if, or if you have noticeable earbuds, that's also if you just need some space, even if you're not even listening to a thing, just to buy yourself a little bit of space. I also do that on planes a lot, um, and then I commit to social events. Like Amanda knows that I'll be along for probably one dinner or lunch or gathering. Yeah. Um, we have a, a book club that may be gathering there, and I'm like, I am down. I am down for that. I'm excited. I'm gonna wear my t-shirt. Um, and then I'm like, but I'm not going to go to everything. If there's a planned outing to a sporting arena or something like that, yeah, I'm not. I'm not your sports person. I'm not going to go. Not going to. I'm just yeah, straight up. Not going to go. So I don't give myself grief or feel weird or um, aloof or whatever for not going. It's just like that's not my jam. I need to go back to my room and hang out. Maybe get some work done. Read a little bit. Whatever. I plan it though. So then there's no. There's not a surprise for me. I don't immediately run out of like social interaction fuel right in the middle of something. Um, And I've also um, bribed myself before to meet new people. And this was years ago when I was trying to get into my networking uh, game, making it a little stronger. I would say, okay, you're going to go to this reception. Mm -hmm. You're going to circle around. You can't (laughs) leave. You cannot leave until you meet three new people and exchange, have an exchange with them of some kind. And so that could be if you're like, it's, it's weird. I can speak in front of um, thousands of people and it doesn't bother me. I can teach all day and it doesn't bother me. But where I struggle sometimes with my conference experience is networking and those planned events where it's you're going from table to table or you're just at a reception circling around. Um, I would just tell myself, you're not leaving until you do X, Y, and Z. And usually what happened was I would, I would enjoy myself. And I would stay on a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just getting, it's kind of like working out. It's like some mornings I'm like, I can't walk. I'm like, okay, walk for 10 minutes. And if it sucks, turn around and come home. But of course, after you 10 minutes, going. I keep going. So, um, and if you're still like, oh no, bleh, I can't do that. I would suggest volunteering. This, I don't know what it is, but there's something about having a specific uh, role to play whether you're a room monitor or you're handing people their gift uh, bags, their little conference bags, or um, what did we do in 2019? I think I was standing at the L of escalator to help people get to the meeting room for the social event that was happening. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, then it's like, that's different. Way. I'm like, it's this way, y'all, it's over here. And it just, it's a whole different vibe for me because I'm not like trying to meet people and shake their hands when they come off the escalator. I'm like, hey, y'all, party's that way. Or, hey, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome. And it's like, it's fine. It's natural. It's easy. And you're interacting and you're meeting people, but it's just in a way that's a little, maybe it's a little more scripted. Uh, I don't know what it is. But yeah, it's, it's easier. And I would suggest that if you struggle 
if you are shy, that could also be a way to do that. Because you're like, oh, well, I need to hand this out. Oh, welcome to the yeah. conference. Oh, here's your badge. Oh, the the restrooms are that way where Kimberly's hanging out for a second in yeah. the lounge area. Um, you can just find ways to get involved. There's something about having maybe a, a task or a job to do that may take that pressure off of, what am I going to say? You yeah, know? exactly. So. Exactly. Very good. Well, the nice thing about those things in those situations, the people have seen you, and then later, yeah, it might be easier to meet someone because they're like, "Oh, you were given directions." Yeah, oh, look yeah. at you. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, well, you know, I love the in-person conference because <laughs> I've already told you all dun, about dun, that. Dun. It's shocking news. Um, so, <laughs> things that help me get the most out of my in-person conference is um, I always usually um, about a few days or a week before I create a schedule for myself because inevitably not only is it hey have I picked out the workshops I want to make sure I get to but I will have volunteered for something or I'm supposed to do a practice run of something or I've told a friend that I will meet at this time so it can be very easy to not be where I need to be when you've got a lot going on so I just want to make sure that I don't miss anything that I don't and then I don't over schedule myself. See, we too. both we both yes. plan. We just plan for different reasons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, another thing, which this took me a long time to learn, mostly because I I never want anybody to. I don't want everyone to make anybody feel bad. Um, so mm-hmm. used to I would go to a conference, I'd sit down, and it would maybe not be what I thought it was going to be about, and I'm like, oh, this isn't what what I thought this session was going to be on, or. Maybe I'm just getting a lot of out of it. Who knows? Maybe I'm hungry. I don't know what the problem is. But I'm I realize I'm like, yeah, this is not where I want to be. But I would sit there till the bitter end because I was like, oh, I don't want the speaker to see me leave. Oh, and they're right. going to think, you know, I don't like what they're saying. And it's because usually it's not that. It's usually it's just it's a, the problem's me. Right. Mm. Um, but I finally learned life's too short to sit through workshops that aren't getting. I mean, I'm paying for this. So I need to get the most out of it. And so and even if I'm sitting, you know, if I can't get out without stumbling over 12 people, I'm going to be nice and sit there. But if I can find a way to quietly get out of the room, um, I'm going to do that and go, whether it's to go try to squeeze into another conference room Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. see if I can get something or whether it's I'm doing some work or catching up with someone in the hallway. Um, But all that to say is, yeah, there's no shame in walking out of a workshop that's not giving you what you need it to be giving you. I find it's easiest for me in that situation. I'll do that, but only if I'm sitting like in the back or in a place where I don't crawl over people. Uh But usually I like to sit down front so I can like see and and they're usually like the tables are there and I can put my stuff out there. But there's usually more room because everybody wants to sit in the back. So if you you can usually spread out much better. But then then the drawback is if you get in there and you're like, oh, mm, this is not quite what I had in mind. Then you're like, I'm not packing up all my stuff. Um, you can always pull the, grab your phone and put it up to your and go, <laughs> one second, please. And like, you've got a phone call you couldn't miss. Not, that is very dramatic, but you know how bad it works. <laughs> you know, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Oh, I've got to take this. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes. Um, Another thing I will say, it can be, especially if you're like Kimberly and I, we've been going to the same conference forever. So there's people, yeah. I would say, we're both looking forward to seeing because we see them this one yep. time a year and yep. it's always exciting. Um, and so obviously I'm, I'm trying to make the most of seeing those folks. But I still, even though even though I've got, fr- there's every meal, every break, there's always somebody I know that I could go and hang out with. I'd really do my best to try and go 
occasionally sit with other people too because that's yeah. how I met those original people in the first place probably right I said there was a table at lunch I sat down and people started sitting around me that's how I met you that's you how came. I yeah that's how we met and so I still try to occasionally do that and it's it's not even just about like hey I'm meeting a new friend but um it's amazing the things you learn from people that you don't know right I um I went to my first well actually it's about my only in-person national grant management association conference in 2019 mm -hmm, um, and I it just hasn't been in person since then so I haven't been back in person but um, I knew like five people there maybe um, and so most of the meals I would just go and if there's an empty table chair I'd ask if no one's sitting there I'd sit down and start talking to the people around me and what was interesting for that one um, there were a lot of funders that are at that event there's a lot of federal and state funders there's also a lot of people who have been grant reviewers Oh, you know, I was taking advantage of like one lady was talking about being a grant reviewer. And I'm like, what do you like? She now I'm not saying I changed everything because it's just one person. But I was really surprised to see that she really hated the stories and proposals. She is all about the data. But she also worked for a big I can't remember which one, but a big federal organization. I can see them not being as much into stories. So yeah. she was. But, so that just was like, OK, so even though stories are so important, we cannot forget the balance of making sure that data is there too, right? right? So just conversations with people, you learn new things. So that's that's my thing there is do that. Sometimes you get more out of that than the workshop you were just in. You never know. Um, another thing I will say, if there isn't an outing that you want to do, <laughs> plan your own. So um, my first GPA conference I went to, I knew one other girl because uh, I just found out about GPA. And mm -hmm. so one other local grant writer, she and I both decided to go. Um, and we went to all the things and it was, it was great. Um, but the next year I was telling everybody at our local chapter, I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to national. It was awesome. We should go. And so I'm like rounding up and I'm like, and we're all going to dinner together. Well, who wants to sign up? Right. Um, and so <laughs> I just planned it. And now I think we still, our chapter still does that. A lot mm -hmm. of chapters do that. And so, but all that to say is if there's not something that you want you could do it yourself, you know. It's if there's a there's no tour of the monuments you want to go see, <laughs> go by yourself. I do that when I travel. You know, so. didn't I didn't when we were in Denver for something? I think I was like, hey, let's go to this bookstore. Yes. See, you see, did. you can. Then we ended up at that speakeasy where they we they they were like eating fire. No, they were. What do you call that? Oh, You're, they were like blowing the fire. Blowing the fire yes. out. There's a name for it. I'm so sorry. I don't know what that yes. is. Look Not up that. on my a, fire terminology. A random adventure was had by us. I'm digging it. Um, and then the last thing I will just say, um, conferences are so much more than just the organized training. Fair. Um, I have spent, like Kimberly says, sometimes she likes to go to our room. Sometimes I'll spend a block of a workshop one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's teaching me some something else, right? I think I may have told this story before, but I really wanted to learn more about Canva. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And our good friend, Jonna Rogers, I just happened to say something around her once, and she's like, oh, I use it all the time. So she's like, pick a time slot at the conference. And she's like, we'll just go back to my room. And so we spent that hour, and she taught me all kinds of stuff about it. And honestly, that was more, almost more worthwhile than some of the other sessions because that's what I really needed. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there wasn't... A session on that because that's you know it's a little different than grant writing but that's what i needed so um so don't be afraid if you've got someone you know ask them like hey do you have any time and they may say yes come on up Let's i might this. go to that bookstore with you you can't ever tell i know stranger things have mm -hmm. happened so so that's how i get the most out of my in-person conference so there you have it 
two co-hosts, two very different strategies and approaches to online and in-person conference experiences, but it works for us because we recognize who we are and what makes us tick. Yep. We hope you found this information helpful, and we just want you to know that no matter if you're an introvert, an extrovert, an ambivert, or just a vert, <laughs> a vert, a vert, we appreciate you and we really value your support. So thanks for listening. We wouldn't do it without you because we couldn't do it without you. We'd love it if you would leave a review of Fundraising Heyday on Apple Podcast. It really helps other people find us, gets the word out there. As always, we're honored that you chose to spend time with us, and we'd love for this podcast to be part of your professional development lineup. Thank you again to our Season 4 sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com, to download their latest free resources today. Thanks again for joining us today. We appreciate your time and support. Join us for our next episode, a special favorite of mine, where we count down our top 10 favorite things of 2021. Can't wait. See you then. Bye. Bye.